Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the Saturn retrograde transit that began on June 17th, 2023. Saturn will be retrograde until November 4th, 2023. So I always like to remind everyone on this podcast that we are using the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. If you would like to know more about the differences between these two systems, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology now, and I have a podcast embedded there. And on this segment, we are going to talk about Saturn retrograde from a global perspective, from an individual perspective, and then we're going to do the horoscopes for each of the 12 signs. And so I want to remind everyone that we're not going to be using sun signs for the horoscope in Vedic astrology. We always look at transits from the ascendant sign and the moon sign. So you want to know your rising and moon sign in the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. You go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your free birth chart and look at the AS, the ascendant, and then the moon. And those will be the two signs that you listen to for the horoscopes that we do today. And we're not going to spend too much time here in the beginning, but we can go ahead and get into this. So previously on a podcast, I had mentioned that when Saturn is retrograde, it's a little bit more of a subtle feeling. When Venus goes retrograde, which we're actually going to experience here in the upcoming weeks, we'll be sure to talk all about it. But when Venus retrogrades, when Mars retrogrades, it's much more visceral. It's way more um, intense, in my opinion. I think so much more comes up in such a short amount of time. It's much more palpable, if you will. Uh, And again, when Saturn goes retrograde, it's it's a little bit more subtle in nature. However, throughout time, and what I've noticed is first the obvious, if Saturn is an important planet in your chart, if you're governed by Saturn, if you're a Capricorn moon or rising, Aquarius moon or rising, you're going to feel it more. If you're running a Saturn Mahadasha or Saturn Bukti, you're going to feel it more. Most importantly, if you have planets that Saturn is retrograding over, that is going to be quite significant for you. And so again, throughout time and through my own personal experiences, it's been amazing to see what happens when Saturn retrogrades over natal planets. A natal planet, again, is a planet placed in your birth chart. So if you have planets between six degrees of Aquarius and 13 degrees of Aquarius, this is particularly going to apply to you. I want to remind everyone, Saturn is an Aquarius, in the sidereal system. And if you want to test that, you can download a star app and take it outside and find the planet Saturn. And you'll see it sitting astronomically in the sign of Aquarius, right? In Vedic astrology or in sidereal astrology, we use the astronomical placement of the planets. Um, And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Saturn, what Saturn represents, what Aquarius represents, what we may see collectively, and then what we can anticipate on a personal level. And then we'll come back to those degree points. So Saturn is a planet of karmic retribution. Saturn is seen as the great malefic. And if you know me, you know that I 
don't like to villainize Saturn. I think that Saturn has so many amazing qualities and Saturn is known as this heavier malefic force because it is the planet of karma and it's a planet of justice. It is a planet that causes restrictions and delays and challenges. Wherever Saturn is placed in our birth chart, that's usually a hot spot of karma where we have a lot to learn and many lessons to move through in life in regards to that house, in regards to that sign. Saturn, as it transits through the sky, it brings up karmic matters in regards to the sign it's transiting for the collective. And again, Saturn can bring limitations. It can bring delays and it makes us work for things. And it really makes us put in the time. But the really important thing to remember about Saturn that my teacher always told me is that Saturn delays, but it doesn't deny. So Saturn can delay certain aspects of our life, but through hard work, effort, commitment, and diligence, we will be rewarded with gifts, with wisdom, with opportunities that usually last a long time. And that's the thing about Saturn is that once we are given something, it really draws it out. Saturn is all about commitment, things that are long lasting, things that take time, So that being said, you know, if Saturn has an influence on relationships in somebody's chart, yes, there could be some serious delays. There could be some serious karmic lessons in regards to love and romance. But as we move through those challenges, we derive more wisdom and understanding, making it possible to have a long-term relationship when the opportunity comes, which is usually around Saturn return or around the age of 36 when Saturn matures. But we could apply this to work as well. Perhaps there are delays with the professional life or um, some intense lessons around the professional life. And then once individuals fall into flow with their work, they really feel connected to it. They can be diligent. They can have that really strong professional demeanor to be a powerful leader and influencer. So this is how Saturn likes to work. So yes, there are challenges. And also there are very beautiful things that come with time that are usually steeped in lived wisdom, lived experience, something that we earn with work and effort. You know, other key words for Saturn, it is like commitment, diligence, being pragmatic, being serious, being sober in thought. So... Those are, in my opinion, (laughs) some of the good keywords of Saturn. Saturn, of course, is also cruel, cold. It represents fear and anxiety. Saturn represents structure, right? It's like the bones, literally. Saturn has an association to bones in our system, and it has to do with bones of society. It has to do with how things are organized and structured. Saturn is a social planet, so it has this impact on the collective, on the culture, on community. And so Saturn is important to keep in mind when it comes to the structures in our life, the patterns in our life, and also, of course, the structures structures and patterns that uphold society. So looking at this from a global perspective, Saturn... 
Saturn is an Aquarius. Okay. An Aquarius is a sign of humanity and a sign of groups, connection, has to do with medicine and healing. The nakshatra of Shatabisha is held within the sign of Aquarius, again, which is all about health and healing and wellness. Aquarius is a very progressive sign. It has to do with moving things ahead, futuristic thinking. There could definitely be this emphasis on the future. There could definitely be this emphasis on um, wellness and maybe even like space travel or kind of like these far out things far out topics, maybe talk of aliens or life on other planets or things like this, new discoveries. And so Saturn retrogrades, I do believe there will be, the other thing to note is that when Saturn is retrograde, it's more powerful. And so as Saturn goes retrograde, I do believe that there will be more of a focus on health and wellness. I think that there will be more of a focus on space exploration and, um, progressive technology and, you know, Aquarius, because it's based on humanity, it also has to do with like righting wrongs and Saturn is like retribution. And so there could be issues from the past that were never fully reconciled or issues from the past that were more corrupt in nature coming back to be reconciled, to be revealed. There could be like court cases, you know, coming back up to be reevaluated. And it could even be that there are things in the political arena or in the medical arena, even where maybe things are coming up for us to reevaluate and reassess. But Saturn is about making things right. And so there may be those opportunities. And I do think that later in the year, we are going to see people coming together, groups coming together, people really demanding some type of change. Something that I was noticing and, and first, just a reminder, Saturn will retrograde from June 17th of 2023 until November 4th. And something that I was noticing is right now, Saturn is in the nakshatra of Shatabisha. And this is that nakshatra based off of, um, or associated to rather health and wellness and medical advancements. But on October 15th, Saturn will retrograde back into the nakshatra of Danishta. And Danishta is a notoriously intense nakshatra. It's ruled by Mars. And it's happening simultaneously to this conjunction of K2 and Mars. And so if you've gotten a personal reading with me, I've definitely brought up, I've more than likely brought up this conjunction. K2 and Mars are going to be conjoined from like the beginning of October until mid-November. And because Mars governs Danishta and Mars is going to be in this volatile position with K2, I just anticipate those months being a little intense and eclipse season as well. So really watching out for the fall months and um, kind of referring back to what I mentioned a moment ago is people coming together and groups coming together. So we may see some pretty uh, powerful action taken by groups. There may be like some rebelliousness coming up. There may be a protest or dissatisfaction amongst people or something like that. So keeping an eye out on that, I do think that it's going to be a a combustible point in time. I do think it's going to be a heated and combustible point in time come fall. And then November 24th, Saturn will be back in Shatabisha. So it's a brief period of time, October 15th to November 24th, that Saturn is in that kind of hot spot. And it just happens to be the same time that Mars and K2 are aligning. So we'll watch out for that. 
So that's more on a personal level, or excuse me, a global level, what I'm kind of anticipating. On a personal level, again, you're going to feel this much more intensely if Saturn governs your moon or ascendant, if you're a Capricorn or Aquarius, if you're in a Saturn Mahadasha, if you're in a Saturn Bukti, and if you have planets between six degrees of Aquarius and 13 degrees of Aquarius. Honestly, especially if you have planets at 13 degrees of Aquarius or at six degrees of Aquarius, there's likely going to be something significant in regards to that planet. So if you have the moon at 13 degrees or six degrees of Aquarius, there could be something very significant happening where maybe you're, you know, building a new life for yourself, or you're thinking about setting yourself on a different trajectory. It could also involve the mother and your emotional state. If it's the sun, it could be vitality. It could be your career. It could have to do with the father, Venus, relationships, love and romance, intimacy. So you want to see the planet that would be um, transited and then the house that's associated to. So if Venus, you know, is at 13 degrees of Aquarius, it could be love and romance. Um, but if Venus is ruling your 10th house, then, um, it could have to do with work and your career, right? So you want to see the house that the planet rules as well. But if you have planets between six degrees and 13 degrees, there may be something coming back. Remember that retrograde is going back, reviewing, revising, redoing, reevaluating, And so there may be something that comes up and it could be from the past of this life. It could be from past lifetimes. I've had very interesting experiences with Saturn retrograding over a natal planet. And it felt like I met someone who was like from a previous lifetime. It's like this very deep karmic entanglement. It's such an interesting story. Um, Also, I, I had a Saturn retrograde over a natal planet, and this was when I experienced a breakup. You know, Saturn going direct over the planet, nothing happened. Saturn retrograding back over it, I got it. I had a breakup. It's like anything that wasn't taken care of, anything that wasn't finalized, anything that um, wasn't touched on as Saturn retrogrades, it kind of brings this karmic energy up to the surface. So there could be very karmic things happening around this period, especially if planets are being transited over. So keep that in the back of your mind. Again, it it could be something more difficult, but it could also be something positive, like getting some sort of opportunity as well. Totally depends on your individual birth chart. But for all of us, Saturn is that karmic energy and it can bring up karmic matters for us to review, to revise, and you know maybe reorganize in ourselves. And Saturn has to do with karma, as mentioned. I hate to be redundant, and also ethics and values and systems. Saturn has to do with boundaries and limitations as well. And so during this Saturn retrograde period, it's definitely important to review our personal boundaries and also our limitations or what we perceive as a limitation. Are there facets of life that we think are limited? And is that a real limitation that is rooted in reality or is it a construct of our mind? 
And if we were to apply those good qualities of Saturn, being committed, driven, persistent, that we could achieve them. So really take time thinking about your dreams, your ambitions, and your goals, and ask yourself, what do I need to do on a practical level? What do I need to do consistently? What do I need to commit myself to in order to make it happen? You know, and if you are feeling a limitation, is it a real limitation or is it something that your mind is creating? And there may be opportunities that present themselves that do require us to work more and to be more diligent and to be more committed. And we'll get into that in the personal horoscopes and how that may show up for each of the 12 signs. Something else that I was thinking about with Saturn retrograde, how it touches on patterns and structures in life. And structure is is so important you know we think about things that we do on a day-to-day basis and maybe it's not that big of a deal we're like oh well, i'm just having one beer today or oh i'm just gonna scroll on instagram for a couple of hours today i'm gonna change tomorrow change happens in the moment that we make a difference right because our daily life and the habits that we take part in in our day is going to comprise our week, it's going to comprise our month, it's going to comprise our year. And so how we live our life today is going to be a reflection of our future. Not what we did yesterday, not what we plan on doing tomorrow, not what we're going to start next week, it's today. There is never any better time to begin than today. And you know, I'll hear friends or I'll hear people and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to start this routine next week or I'm going to start this month or whatever. And I always think to myself, why don't you just do it today? Like, what's the harm in doing it today? Even if it's not, you know, on a Monday or even if you want to do it like on the first of the month, like to me, it's like, just, you know, have an extra month under your belt, have an extra half a week under your belt. And that's sincerely, that mindset shift has completely changed my life and it's completely structured my day differently for sure. But Um, It's definitely been a practice and it's definitely something that I have to maintain commitment to, but I wanted to offer that just in case it's helpful to someone out there, because if there's something that you're wanting to change, if there's a new hobby that you're wanting to implement or a new habit that you're wanting to implement, there's literally no better time to begin than now. And I've even gotten to the point where it doesn't matter if it's like retrograde, doesn't matter if it's an eclipse, doesn't matter because my commitment is my choice and it's within my power. And so if I'm going to commit to something that's, you know, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully, hopefully that resonates with someone somewhere and can be helpful, but it's so important to remember that those little things, they really do count and you have the power and you have the ability to change your life, depending on how you structure your day to day. Um, so empowering, in my opinion, there's like nothing more liberating. And the other thing that I was thinking about is this concept of integrity because I was thinking about what a sound structure looks like and it's when the structure of of the building it has integrity the foundation has integrity the walls have integrity there's a ceiling and everything has to be in alignment right when we're looking at a house we want the foundation to be smooth we want things to be set up properly we want things to be even 
there is a cohesiveness and there's an alignment that takes place in order for something to be truly solid. That makes me think of integrity and something that we've spoken about on this podcast before in terms of integrity being when our words, our thoughts, and our actions align. You know, if we're thinking something, if we're wanting something, but then we communicate in a way that's not reflective of how we really feel or what we really think, or if we take action in a manner that's not a reflection of what's happening on the inside, we lose integrity. And some examples of that may be, you know, at work, really feeling ethical, really wanting to do what's right, really wanting to be governed by a moral compass. And perhaps at work, we're being asked to do something that isn't a reflection of that. Such a challenging situation to be in. And we all get to determine what our life looks like. And we all get to be the judgment call, you know, of how we how we live and what we do, but we lose integrity when we take action that's outside of what we think is right or what we believe to be correct. And when it comes to communication, you know, if on the inside we want to be loving and we want to be compassionate and we want to be patient and we truly feel affectionate towards people, but for whatever reason, we think that we need to be more rough or cruel, or we think that we have to manipulate in order to attain what it is that we're wanting. Our behavior is no longer a true reflection of what's happening within ourselves. And we're being governed by something else. We're being governed by maybe pressure or fear, anxiety. It's a really powerful concept. And it takes a lot of courage to really in every moment when it comes down to what it is that we're feeling and thinking that we speak in a way that's reflective of that and that we take action in a way that's reflective of that. It's very, very challenging and it can be very scary and very raw, but I think that it's been something, it's been something that's been very powerful for me. And again, I just wanted to extend to that if it lands with anyone, but when we can operate from that place where everything is aligned, we create a life of integrity and we create a life of strength because when we are acting in alignment with what is right for us and what is true for us, we create so much trust and faith in ourself and it will ultimately manifest in a life that is very strong and has a lot of fortitude instead of getting whipped around by the external forces, right? Because If we're communicating in a way or we're taking action in a way that is not a reflection of what's happening inside, it means that we're taking action for some other external reason to appease someone else, to please someone else, to keep someone around, you know, to keep, to, to create a false sense of safety. And it can feel very flimsy and it can feel very rocky. And I think that this contributes to a lot of anxiety because we're outsourcing our power and our energy to other things, maybe even our own fears, our own patterns. And so if we're able to work through that and we're able to repattern ourselves to create a new pattern of integrity, it's amazing to see the structure and the fortitude that can manifest in life. So 
It's a powerful time to review these things, just kind of reviewing where there may be a misalignment or a disjuncture in our words and action. And maybe it's a time of making some really serious changes in order to create a life that feels more aligned, more aligned and attuned and reflective of who we are and what we're wanting. Um, and again, going back to this karmic attribute, just notice kind of what comes up the house that Saturn is retrograding in the house that Saturn is currently transiting and retrograding in. There may be interesting karmic themes from the past. There may be patterns from the past. There may even be some sort of opportunity that comes up that, you know, it may have some connection to, uh, a past life in some way, perhaps. So really keep your eyes open and notice what comes up. And in these horoscopes, we will talk about where Saturn is transiting and what may come up for each of the 12 zodiac signs. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the personal horoscopes. If you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, Saturn is retrograding in your 11th house. The 11th house is all about great gains, your hopes and wishes for the future, friendships, community, and it does also have an impact on your investments and creativity because it is directly aspecting the fifth house. That being said, for Aries natives, Saturn retrograde may have you questioning what you want to do long-term, what the long-term trajectory looks like for you, what your hopes and wishes and aspirations are. Saturn does govern your 10th house of career as well. So you may be thinking about changes you may want to make in regards to your work, um, things that you may want to implement ideas that you have for the future, but you could also be thinking about a long-term change in general, in relationship to your professional life. Friends from the past may be more likely to come up and it could be, you know, in the past, in this lifetime, friends come back, but it could also be past life connections as well. There could be some karmic retribution coming up around friends and networks. And if you've had issues with friends in the past, this could be a time to heal those connections. I do see this being as a, a very creative time for Aries. It's a time to be very pragmatic and serious with your investments. I would really encourage you to be very, very mindful. And during this period of time, I do believe again that there may be some opportunities for career advancement or even opportunities that increase your status in some way, it may just require a little bit more work and effort. If you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your 10th house of career. Saturn is the yoga karka planet for Taurus. So it's already a very strong planet and now it's retrograde in the 10th house. This is a super strong transit for Taurus. This can definitely bring up matters involving your career, professional life, work. It can also be in relationship to your home, land, real estate, or property. So there may be some repairs that need to be made around the house. It could also be in regards to a vehicle. Saturn retrograde in the 10th may have you thinking what you want to do long-term, any changes you want to make in your professional life. It may even bring some trepidation. You know, there may be 
some thoughts of a career change, or maybe you're feeling hesitant or even inert in some ways in regards to the work life. But Saturn retrograde again is very powerful. So there could also be new opportunities which come with some more responsibilities, right? Saturn kind of makes this work. So there could be an opportunity to grow and expand in the place of business, but it may also come with that extra commitment and diligence. I do recommend being very mindful with authority figures in this period. Saturn does govern the ninth house as well. There could be some thoughts of travel. I actually see there being a lot of travel for Taurus natives around this period of time. Just make sure to be extra mindful with traveling. Make sure that you have your bags packed properly and that you didn't forget anything, that you double check your itinerary, your tickets, all of that. It's also a good time to be very mindful in regards to law and order. Saturn does govern the ninth house, which can have to do with the law and uh, legal matters. So it is a time to be extra careful in regards to these matters as well. And of course, the relationship with the father and teachers should be handled very mindfully, very strong, powerful relationship during this period. But again, there could be maybe extra responsibilities or, um, there could be something that needs, especially with the father, there may be something that needs to be reconciled in some way. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in the ninth house. The ninth house is all about teaching, education, long distance travel, law and order. It also has to do with prosperity and luck and fortune. Ninth house is also the house of your actual teacher or the house of the father. With Saturn retrograde here, it's definitely becoming quite powerful. It's directly aspecting the third house. There's so much emphasis on education, learning, expanding knowledge. And so this could be a period where some Gemini individuals are wanting to learn something new or invest resources in a new course or a new program. If you are in the position of being a leader, you may be reevaluating your position as a leader and how you want to transmute knowledge and how you want to share information. But this could be quite a powerful and potent time to get your messages across and to act either as a powerful teacher, a powerful guide, a powerful influence. This could also be a period where you find that luck and fortune comes after a lot of diligence and effort. When it comes to long distance travel, definitely be extra mindful with packing your itinerary, your tickets, make sure that you have everything in order. Uh, you don't want to have to go back and do anything twice when traveling. Um, and there may be something with the father that comes up during this period. It could also be in regards to teachers as well. I also want to say that the ninth house has to do with Dharma and mission in life. So there may be some vacillation here. You may be really contemplating what it is that you're here to do and what your Dharma in life is, what your offering in life is. Saturn also governs the eighth house for Gemini. And this is like deep psychological, this is the deep psychological realm. So there could be old patterns coming up from the past. There could be old pain points coming up. This could be an opportunity for Gemini to really heal some deep seated things from the past. It's an excellent time for personal development, coaching, or therapy. There may also be an emphasis on shared assets or inheritance in some way. 
If you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your eighth house. The eighth house is the house of the hidden mysteries of the world, astrology, yoga, kundalini, tarot. It has to do with all of the you know, mysteries of life that we love here on Astrology Now, but it's also sudden ups and downs and fluctuations, vacillations, deaths and rebirths. And the eighth house is a very uh, psychologically dense house. You know, I always say that the eighth house is where we shove things down a hole and the 12th house is where we put things into a shoebox, put them in the upstairs closet and just try to forget about them. <laughs> so the 12th and the 8th both have to do with psychological things, but the 8th house is like the, these really deep psychological facets of our mind as we were discussing like patterns and things of that nature. So for Cancerian natives, this is actually a profound time of healing, releasing things from the past, releasing things from the subconscious mind. It's an excellent time for therapy, coaching, self-help, personal development, anything that we can do to learn more about ourselves. And Saturn will expedite that process. And if we're not open to learning, it may be a pretty intense time where we feel that these patterns are just really present. You know, there may be these kind of triggers coming up, but this is an amazing opportunity to heal, release, and let go so that you can step into an entirely new chapter of life. There could also be a lot of stuff coming up in regards to relationships. Saturn does govern the seventh house, so there could be some past relationship stuff coming up. There could be some pretty profound, powerful experiences happening in relationship that uh, act as teachers or catalysts in some way. And there could also be some pretty big changes in regards to relationship, maybe even relationship matters from the past. The eighth house also has to do with um, inheritance, life insurance, wealth through other people. There could be a big emphasis on money, resources, wealth. It's a very important time to be responsible and pragmatic in regards to money. And also this is a pretty big emphasis on business. So there could be some reevaluation around work or business or the growth of your career over time. It's just an opportunity to be very honest with yourself about what you want long-term. If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your seventh house. The seventh house is the house of relationships, long-term partners, marriage partners, and of course, business partners, people that we go into business with. Saturn retrograde in the seventh can certainly bring up relationship matters that are from the past. Relationship patterns from the past, wounds from the past, um maybe even something coming back up from the past for us to reconcile and heal and move forward from. This is also a very powerful time for Leo to reflect on what's worth committing to and what do you want your relationships to look like long-term and how can you fortify relationships properly. If you have in your mind the type of relationship that you want to grow and that you want to cultivate, how can you create the structure necessary for it to flourish? And how can you operate in a way to create the relationship that you want as well, but is a very powerful time for relationship. And it's also a very powerful time for business partnerships. I do recommend being very pragmatic in your business endeavors and with people 
with people that you may be collaborating with or going into business with. This could even be a time of some sort of opportunity from a business partner. Saturn does also govern the sixth house, which is your day-to-day life. It has to do with work. I always think of the sixth house as like the grind. Um, and it also has to do with health and wellness. So this could be a powerful time to get your health in order to get on a new routine with health. Of course, it also has to do with sleep and your water intake. But that being said, with the same planet governing the sixth and the seventh, it's going to be very important to pay attention to your work life balance, making sure that you're giving as much attention to your work as your relationships and vice versa. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your sixth house. So as I was mentioning for Leo, I always think of the sixth house as the house of the grind, so to speak. It's our day-to-day work. It's what we do on a daily basis. It has to do with our routine. It also has to do with health and wellness, and it literally does have to do with work and our colleagues and coworkers. So as Saturn is retrograde, this will give so much more perspective into what we need to do on a day-to-day basis to stay on task, to stay organized. And it may even be a time for Virgo where they're reviewing if this is what they want to do. You know, you may be really thinking about, um, what you want your career to look like, what you want your day-to-day life to look like and how you can construct your life in such a way to make it sustainable and also get it to reflect how you want your life to be. You know, you may be thinking more about integrating passion into your work, but I also want to say that you will be working. I think this is a very powerful time for Virgo. I think that you will definitely be staying busy and getting opportunities through your work. This is also an important time for Virgonian natives to review their debt. If you're in any type of debt, it's a time to be very pragmatic and very serious. It could give you an opportunity to release yourself from debt or work your way out of it. And it's also an important time to pay attention to wealth and finances and your investments, being very serious and pragmatic with these things. And of course, your health. Because I think that Virgo is going to be working so much during this period of time, it's profoundly important to find a balance between work and life, making sure that your diet and nutrition is under control, your water is under control, you're getting enough sleep. There could be some balance needed here. And it's also a period where children may be on the mind. There may be something more significant with children. If you have kids, maybe they're needing more attention in some way. And there could even be something from the past coming up. If your kids are grown that you guys can work through and reconcile. I also just want to say this is an important time to pay attention. You know, if anything does come up with health, make sure that you get it checked out. Um, And it could also be that you're just feeling kind of like depleted and that your energy reservoir for lack of better words is is just kind of like drying up. So just again, make sure to really take care of yourself during this period. And I just see a lot of continued growth for Virgos. The final thing I'll say is that there could be some, uh, collaborators at work, And then there could also be some opposition at work. So just make sure you're very clear with the people that you're working with. And um, it could be a time of coming into contact with very powerful collaborators, but it could also be a period of time where maybe there is some competition in the workplace. 
If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in the fifth house. So the fifth house is the house of creativity, of our expression. It has to do with art, fun, romance. It also has to do with children and our investments. Saturn is directly aspecting the 11th house of friends, community, network circles, has to do with our hopes and dreams for the future, long-term goals. Saturn is the Yogacarga planet for Libran natives, and so Saturn is particularly strong already. And now as it's retrograde, it's even more powerful. So this could be a time where there are a lot more creative ideas flowing and you may even feel more committed to your work in some way. You may feel more committed to your creativity in some way. I also see this really influencing your investments. And this is a very important time for Libra to be incredibly pragmatic and slow moving when it comes to investing and when it comes to wealth and finances. Saturn aspecting the 11th, it could certainly mean that your hopes and wishes for the future are in flux. They're changing and transforming and you are reflecting. This this could also be a powerful time where maybe friends from the past are coming back or maybe even past life connections are coming back. It could just be a powerful time of connecting with other people and the friends that you make in this period, you may find that you have for a really long time. And again, this retrograde motion, it it can become quite powerful and quite intense. So, you know, on the topic of children, if you have children, this could be a period where they're really stepping into their own. They're becoming a little bit more independent in some way. There could be a lot of lessons coming up around kids. And if you don't have kids, you may be thinking about them. Saturn also governs the fourth house, meaning that there could be changes in land, real estate, property, or vehicles during this period. It may even be a period of time where you're looking to, uh, make passive income in some way could be a time of thinking of investing in land or property. But again, I want you to be very, very mindful and pragmatic with those investments. Could also be a period where something comes up with the mother that needs to be addressed. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your fourth house. This is certainly putting an emphasis on home, land, real estate, property, vehicles, and the relationship with the mother. This could be a time where something is reconciled from the past in regards to your mother. It could even be in regards to your family in some way. The fourth house has so much to do with our inner happiness and our inner sense of contentment. This could be a time of really releasing and letting go of some patterns that keep us from feeling stable and secure. You know, Saturn really wants to create that sense of security and fortitude. So it could be a time of release in many ways. And as I mentioned, there could be those changes in regards to fourth house matters. So keep that on your radar. Saturn will also be aspecting the 10th house of your career. This could certainly affect your work, your professional life. It could be a time of getting opportunities in your work. Now, it may also be a time where what you thought you wanted as as a professional in your business life is changing and transforming in some way. Saturn also governs the third house, which places an emphasis on travel, education, as well as hopes and desires. Um, The third house has a lot to do with like our desires and our hobbies. And so it could be a time where maybe you're reflecting on hobbies that you used to participate in that brought you joy. It could be a time of picking up an old book or resuming an old course. 
but it could also be a time where maybe you're wanting to learn something new or engage in some new educational endeavor. But that third house is pretty active and pretty powerful as well. So if you're feeling called to learn something new, pick up a new book, pick up a new hobby, or go back to something that you were doing, I do believe that this will be a powerful time with a lot of fulfillment. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your third house. So the third house has a lot to do with desire in terms of hobbies or things that we fill our time with for fun and enjoyment. I also always think of the third house in regards to travel and education as well. So as Saturn is retrograde, this is actually an amazing time for Sagittarius to learn and discover and educate themselves. It may even give them an opportunity to teach and lead in some way. So if there was a book that you were reading or a program that you were kind of in the middle of, and maybe you fell off the wagon, it could be a time of going back and picking up that book or resuming that program. But it could also be a time of a new educational endeavor or starting to learn a new hobby. I actually have a really sweet Sagittarius friend who started oil painting and she's taking painting classes. <laughs> an amazing way to spend this transit. And Saturn is also aspecting the ninth house, which has to do with long distance travel, Dharma, spirituality, philosophy. This could certainly be a time where you find yourself in a deeper state of philosophical thinking, you know, kind of expanding your knowledge, expanding your mind in a significant way. Traveling is also uh, much more likely in this period. There could be a lot more short distance travel, but I also see there being a lot more long distance travel for Sagittarius this year. And I mean, again, during this transit, um, the one thing that I have to say for Sagittarius is to be extra mindful with traveling. Make sure that your packing list is complete, your tickets are in check, your itinerary is correct. You just want to um, make sure that everything is okay because there could be some sort of like delay in traveling here, but I definitely see a big opportunity to be traveling. The other thing that I have to say is that there could be a reevaluation around faith or belief and Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. So when it comes uh, to philosophy or faith or religion, this is a big thing for Sagittarius, their inner compass and what they believe is right and wrong and really uh, what they allow govern them and move them. And this could be a period where some of that's changing and there may be questions coming up for you to reconcile and explore. So just kind of really give yourself room to do that. And again, just kind of summarizing a big focus on education and travel. Saturn also governs the second house, which has to do with finances and resources and family life. There could be something coming up with the family to be reconciled, maybe a sibling as well. And it's definitely a time to be a little bit more pragmatic with wealth and finances. You will naturally find yourself being more serious in regards to money. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, Saturn is transiting your second house. And of course it's retrograde in your second house. The second house is all about wealth, finances, stability, resources. It also has to do with our family life as well as our uh, habits involving our mouth, like smoking or eating or using any type of recreational drug as well. And so with Saturn retrograde in the second house, this is a profound time for Capricorn to reevaluate their finances, money, relationship to money, money mindset. Saturn governs Capricorn. So this is a huge time for your personal inquiry, personal introspection. 
it may be a period where you're reevaluating who you are and what you represent, especially again, if you're running a Saturn Dasha, if Saturn is retrograde over any natal planets, it's a big time for Capricorn. Also, this will place, as I mentioned, a big emphasis on wealth and finances, definitely an opportunity to review these things. There may be something with the family that requires some attention. There may be something that needs to be settled. Uh, something that needs to be reconciled in regards to your family life. It's also a time to evaluate any uh, potential drinking habits, any dietary habits that need to be adjusted. It may even be a time that you decide to, to quit cussing or using certain words as well. Saturn is aspecting the eighth house, which has to do with wealth and money as well. Inheritance, life insurance policies, things like this. It also has to do with longevity as well as ups and downs and transformation. So this is a great time for Capricorn to really release and let go of patterns from the past habits from the past. It could also be a period where maybe there is life insurance money coming in in some way or an inheritance coming in in some way. This is a great time to focus on personal development and personal growth. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in the first house. So Saturn governs your first house or your sense of self. So this is a huge personal evaluation period for Aquarius ascendant or Aquarius moon. And it could be a time where you're really reevaluating who you are and what you want to do in this lifetime and what you want to represent. Your life may be shifting or changing. You may also be feeling this weight of responsibility and maybe even Dharma in some way. Saturn also governs the 12th house, which has to do with things from the past, the subconscious mind. This could be a time of really releasing fears and anxieties from the past that keep you limited, that keep you stationary. So this is an amazing time for personal development, coaching, counseling, things of that nature. And again, there may be literal things from the past coming up that you forgot about that need your attention in some way. This could also be a time of travel for Aquarius natives as well. Saturn is aspecting the seventh house, which will put a profound influence on relationship. If you're in a relationship, your partner may be uh, going through a hard time, needing more support. They may be feeling more burdened or a heavier sense of responsibility, and it could impact you. It's definitely a time to be a little bit more uh, supportive in some way. And again, you may also be feeling um, more responsibility as well. So just kind of give it some time. It's definitely an opportunity to step up as a leader, to step up as a leader in your own life, and to also hold that space for partnership if you're in one. If you are single, this could actually put a big emphasis on relationship as well. It may be, you know, that someone, someone special comes into your life and it may feel pretty serious pretty quickly. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, Saturn is retrograde in your 12th house. So the 12th house is all about spirituality and moksha, liberation, our connection to the divine. And the 12th house is also foreign places, distant lands. It has a lot to do with wealth and finances too, especially in regards to sudden unexpected expenses. With Saturn in the 12th, this could actually call Pisces to 
foreign lands, foreign places. You may be going back somewhere that you've been before. This is an amazing time to focus on foreign travel and exploration and tying up loose strings. Again, if there's um, somewhere that you've been, somewhere that you've visited, somewhere that you've lived, this could be a time where you really are reconciling those things from the past so that you can fully move forward. I want to put an emphasis on the 12th house representing the subconscious mind as well. So this could also be a period where you're confronting subconscious patterns, subconscious thoughts, you know, a linear way of viewing the world. It could be an opportunity of really breaking that down and freeing your mind to see things from a more broad, full perspective. So very powerful time for Pisces. If there's ever a big influence on the eighth or the 12th, I usually mention counseling, therapy, coaching, self-help. Your growth is going to be accelerated in this period. So doing anything to support you in that journey could, you know, have a very profound effect. So have that in the back of your mind. I do recommend being very pragmatic with resources, wealth, and finances. There could be um, some matters that come up that require your attention in regards to money. Saturn is aspecting the sixth house, which has to do with like the day-to-day -day grind, our work life. It has to do with health and wellness. This is a very important period to pay attention to your health and maybe even reevaluate habits and patterns in regards to diet and nutrition, making sure that you're staying on top of everything. Also, of course, keeping work-life balance in mind. Saturn governs your 11th house as well, putting an emphasis on friends, network circles, community, long-term goals, hopes, and wishes. Could very well be that your hopes and dreams for the future are under construction and you're reevaluating what you want long-term. This could also be a period of meeting very significant people, connecting with significant people, or having friends come back from the past as well. So this is briefly what I have for the 12 Zodiac signs. I hope that you all found it helpful. As I mentioned, I do weekly horoscopes at patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I'm scheduling half hour readings. If you would like to schedule, you can go to innerknowing.yoga. And my Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you.